We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's Adam Carr here with Horribly Hollywood Singles, some of the worst dating stories told by some of the best guests in Hollywood. As you can see, a giant representation of my head here, now being covered by my other giant head. Uh, I want to start off today. I have a fantastic guest here joining us. Um, he was one of the first people that I met at AfterBuzz in the AfterBuzz family who really? the first after show. I was literally scared shitless doing an after show. I didn't know how, like, the, the, the guidelines, who talks where, but this guy not only guided through the show, he's absolutely hysterical. He's a gem. He's a genuine nice person, and he's damn sexy as hell. Ladies and gentlemen, Flobo Voice, welcome. Oh, guys. man, checks in the mail, and I'm so glad I'm on a show that features your giant head in two places. So Listen, excited to be a part of this, man. It's a James Vanderbeek head, man, and if you got to own it, you got to own it. Oh, man, it is definitely. I didn't know I was the first person or first after the show you were on, like, ever. I thought you were. Okay. Yeah, did you notice, like, while you were getting ready, you were so calm and cool, and you were like, all right, cool, so we'll do this. All right, cool, we'll do that. And I'm like, okay, so uh, when, when do we talk when we say th- uh, this? And you're like, yeah, it'll be fine. Just, you know. Just <laughs> I just thought, because it was a binge show. Those binge shows are intense, man. Like, the politician, we watch a lot of that show in a small amount of time. That was a great show. I love yeah. that show. I it was still- great. I would rewatch that show before season two. Yeah, and the intro is worth the price of admission. <laughs> so good, man. So first off, uh, I love the beard. Is this your pandemic beard? Your yeah, no, actually, it's funny. My entire life, I was clean shaven uh, up until January two thousand eighteen. I uh, I went to see my mom. She has a retirement home in the Caribbean, so I actually went to go see her. And Wait, I, she has a retirement home in the Caribbean. Well, well, we're, we're Caribbean, so she went back home. It was like it was like she like got the sock market. It was like yeah, it was just like that, that's still that's very nice. <laughs> she she like, swam upstream like a salmon. Uh, so I had the beard. But it was like all like you know, all mangled, and she like totally hated it. So I was like, oh, I'm keeping it now. And oh, the, the yeah. last few years, ironically, in some ways, that I spent most of my adult being clean shaven. But now that I have the beard, I've been featuring more things. So now this is kind of like my thing now. So yeah, oh. I think it looks great. Well, thank you. Man. I think I feel it's, more distinguished. I can't. Yeah, I can't grow anything like that. I have nothing. Uh, my I I'm accessorizing right now my nail. My fiance's niece slept over. This last weekend and we have a black and white cat so yeah. this was this is as far as my beard i can't it's all so your nails is like a dice pattern or is that like a yeah it's like a little polka dotty so oh, okay. black with white polka dot and then white with black Dang, um <laughs> enough about my nails uh, <laughs> no continue i want more nails before things going on right now so yeah. first off i just want to say uh shout out to the patron saint ruth bader ginsburg because new ruling came this morning, the LGBTQ community can now be protected by federal law. They cannot be discriminated against or fired simply because of their um, or sexual orientation or their sex. It's uh, really quite amazing to have something like this happen. I feel like right now, especially that Trump's conservative appointee was one of the main, you know, gave one of the main arguments for it. Um, but just wanted to hear your thoughts, what you think from today and what that kind of means 
moving it, forward. The case was interesting to me because I kind of scoffed at the idea at first. I was like, well, I can't believe that we're in a situation or a society where we have to literally explicitly say people are protected. But you know what? I'd rather have it on the books than not, right? So congratulations. Uh, definitely is a step in the right direction. I, I'm not sure how to quite respond. I am happy I'm elated. I know some of my friends in the LGBTQPIA community are saying this is not a cause of celebration. This is a start to more of an equal playing field. So congratulations to that community as well. I know this is going to be a start for many things. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Um, and listen, obviously, uh, over the last couple of weeks, the show here, uh, we've been down with AfterBuzz. Um, I've just been taking a cue because I'm uh, a straight white guy in 2020 just to shut my mouth, listen, um, yeah. read up, watch documentaries, learn different things. Uh, so I really appreciate you. This is the first show that we've had back and uh, in a couple weeks here and just wanted to give you the floor first off. If there's anything you want to talk about over the last couple of weeks, um, I just want to give you the platform. The floor is yours. Anything you want to discuss? Sure. I understand that uh, AfterBuzz family of networks that went dark uh, and and setting us all down with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, the very fact that, I, yes, I'm aware you're white, but the, the fact that you want to learn and research and listen, I think that 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 is not beholden to one race or culture. I think that's what we're looking for. Like It's, it's very easy to, to see a people in the fringe and then use that to invalidate, I think. Uh, I get like DMs every uh, day or so. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass about bad things in the communities uh, of minorities and say, hey, how do you explain this? Does this invalidate this? It doesn't. Um, whether or not you agree with the different kinds of expression out there, uh, I'm not trying to judge anyone to affirm it, but I do feel like it says a lot where one inciting incident reached a global scale and had people from different countries, nations, and backgrounds saying, we stand with people because again, they're human beings. We're human beings. That's all we want. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand the 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 hate sometimes with the backlash of what's going on right now where most of the times it's been positive the conversations have been well i told my friends if you ask any questions i'm here to help as much as i can uh but i do think the fact that we want to learn more about things even things you may not be totally knowledge about i think that's how we grow as people definitely um i've also uh, it's funny i've been having i think certain arguments with either old friends or just family members that i haven't spoken to in a while who all of a sudden, it's funny, people that you might not talk to as much um, on the phone or texting, but you see them posting stuff on Facebook or they respond to something that you wrote on Facebook. And it's just a really weird, uh, I guess, just a bit of an energy right now where you're, it's kind of like what you said before with the Supreme Court ruling. You're like, it, it feels weird that we have to say this or write it down on paper because it just should be inherent. Everyone should have this. Um, but the fact that it needs to be said again and again and then after, you know, Atlanta this last week, you, you're just like, I don't know, my, my brain's just kind of spinning going all over this stuff. So I, I you know, um, I, I guess like, what are your, I don't know. I, I guess uh, I'm not sure. Uh, if I can jump in there. I know a lot of people have said like, what, what do I do? What, what can I do? You know what I mean? There's, it's not going to end overnight. There's people that felt like it ended 50 years ago. There's people that feel like everything ended eight years ago. Um, and there's, there's individual thoughts and jokes and memes for anything you believe. 
right? It's it's not so much of it's going to be over now, but be be okay to ask questions, be okay to stop things. I think our parents, uh, our their parents' generations, my parents are boomers, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they were a bit more flippant with some of the terminology. I mean, I've known some words have changed, and you know, usually I would I would nod and understand it's not true or rings true for me, and I'll walk away. I think I've been more challenging of saying. I don't think that's appropriate. And that's not even necessarily my culture. It's just a way of saying, hey, look, it has to start somewhere. So if anyone can, can let people know that, hey, what you're saying is not right, what you believe, I may, I give you your right to believe, but I believe this, and here's the reason why I believe for, for some perspective. I think that's a dialectic. That's a discourse we have for true peace. Um, but it's very easy to put on a TV and go, I can't believe they're saying this. I can't believe that party is doing this, if we're ascribing to political parties like our sports teams, you're, of course you're rooting for your team. The Mets haven't won a World Series in 30 years. I'm gonna root for them anyway, right? We gotta be able to say, well, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's I believe this usually, but they're kind of wavering on this. And I think that's where we need to be. Interesting. Um, have you found that, that that has entered into the conversation specifically in dating? That like, have, have you been talking to someone who just goes, who says something completely off the cuff and you go, oh, I just wanted to, never mind. Now I know. Yeah, it, it's funny because I, I think I'm like um, reluctant into it. I used to avoid politics at all. I didn't, I didn't, I never voted. Uh, the first time I actually voted, I voted for myself in a neighborhood council election last year. <laughs> so yeah, you vote for me. That. You said that on the politician, didn't you? And the I did, yeah. Yeah, you did, okay. I, 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 I did not, I did not. But the thing is, everything is, is seeping in, right? Politics isn't just in your food and in your clothing brands everyone wants to stand for something so at dates not so much i I always give everyone a first date Uh, we'll get to that later because i've never dated as often as many people i give everyone a full chance i don't bail i don't get mad you know but i'm seeing i'm seeing more and more that, that people are asking like so how do you feel about this like it's like a political test you know like did you vote for that and i'm like oh my gosh is this the right answer this is what i believe will you walk away please don't leave me <laughs> well it's funny because we didn't deal with this with like w no one cared if you were republican voting for george w bush until i feel like until after iraq and then when katrina hit and then all of a sudden everybody was like well you know then it just became this huge polarizing thing or i think a bit more but i feel like now especially it is all about uh, our identities have become 2016. How'd you vote? Well, either you were part of the problem or you were part like, uh, or another, like it, and it's just these very, it's very quick and it's very deliberate. And it's, it's these two sides now that you're right. I mean, it is, I see the wrestling uh, behind you in the background, yeah, along with Green Lantern. Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Lantern too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so superhero. Very cool. uh, and we'll get to the reason about that too, because that kind of goes into the whole dating thing. But I think you're right. I feel like in, well, the two things that happened since uh, W, and that was the rise of Twitter as a place of political discourse and the fact that you can make your own echo chamber. Echo chambers always existed no matter what you believe in. You know, I grew up in New York City and Brooklyn with a Caribbean family, so that's, that's the way I look at the world. But now I can find things that you may think is weird. If I think pineapple goes on pizza, I can have a whole group of pineapple pizza enthusiasts and say how people- I'm the ruler. Yeah, why, why not? And so everyone has a, a way of saying things. You know, our current president uses Twitter mostly for policy boards, say a press conference or a radio address. So we all flock there. And if you're on the platform and you have 280 characters, you're, I think you're about easy to pull that trigger and say, well, I feel this. Well, this is the, this is the case, you know? Interesting. So you grew up in the Caribbean. I grew up in Brooklyn. My parents are Caribbean. 
Just kidding. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so yeah. Did you go, did you travel to the Caribbean as a child? So, so yeah, I went uh, every year for, for about 10 years to the point I was sick of it. Uh, and, that's, and that's funny you mentioned that because even though I am 100% West Indian American, my formative years, I'm talking 14 to about 31 was up here. So like as a first generation American, I'm always in between. Hey, I'm a citizen by birthright, uh, but I go to parties. It's like, so where you're from from? No, <laughs> you could be president of the United States. You were born here on this soil. Uh, yes, I'll be eligible as of next Thursday. Uh, I'm, I'm too young. Yeah. <laughs> but, 35 or 30, yeah, 35. But on the flip side of it all, it's like when when I'm there, it's like I, this is my accent. This is I like comic books. I love pro wrestling. There's a very American things. You know, you are a Yankee. You are American. You know. Oh, got you. Let's see. So obviously, Green Lantern, favorite yeah. superhero of all time. Perfect. What's your favorite Green Lantern of the Green Lantern Corps? John Stewart is my favorite. Uh, he looks like me. It came out in the 70s at a time where a lot of uh, black comic uh, book characters talk jive, which I understand that was part of the culture back then for uh, writers of black of color <laughs> to, to, to make things sound urban. But what I liked about John back then was he was an architect and he was the first Green Lantern to not wear a mask. And he said, I'm, I'm going to show the people my face because this is the power that I have. But the Green Lantern Corps is a concept I love. It's, it's essentially willpower. And so when I was as late as 20, 24, 25 years old, um, I used to weigh 375 pounds. And so I used to grasp the concept of Green Lantern. I was like, hey, he runs a willpower. What about you? And I would go to the gym at like two o'clock in the morning and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So wait, okay. So did yeah. you date a bunch when you were heavier? And then No. I, I would love to tell you, Adam, that women really care about people on the inside, but it's not true. Fat guys do not get the girl. And what, what's really sad is that now that I'm in my 30s and I look the way I do now compared to I look back then, there are a lot more suitors, or if you will, a lot more ladies that are calling. But I, I feel like I have my guard up now because I feel like it's so physical based. Because I'm the same personality as I was. I was heavy from the first grade up until my mid twenties. You know what I mean? I, I started going to the gym in Orange County when I moved here to go to grad school. Yeah, what'd you go to grad school for? Chapman, uh, film, film production. So yeah. I'm a film grad, uh, editing emphasis. If Very nice, did you read it? Yeah, I, they were in avid school. Uh, it was a little challenging for me at the time. I was still Final Cut, back when Final Cut was the thing. Holy crap. <laughs> So, wow, was there, sorry, I, I don't mean to get off topic here, but just real quick, because I'm, I'm very impressed by, like, willpower and the ability to change and alter. Come on. So, I'm curious, was there a moment, like, where you, where you saw yourself in the mirror or where you tried, like, where you tried to physically do something and you were just like, all right, that's it. Like, was there one moment or did yeah. you just wake up one day and you're like, I want to change things? This is funny because I tell this story to a lot of older people and they'll say, what's your name? It's always a girl, isn't it? And the answer is yes, because I, I was, I was big my entire life. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I came to California, which one, California is very image conscious. It does help you. You can go to a, a restaurant and go, this is my diet. And people go, oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, but when I was in my mid-20s, in the, in the years in between the years of grad school, uh, there was a lady that was from Chicago that was still in town. So she would say, hey, let's go to Disneyland. I got the pass. And for people who are normal size in their 20s, you think of going to Disneyland, you're, going, you're thinking, my money, uh, my wallet, my goofy hat, let's go. Uh, because I was so heavy, I had to think of uh, my sweat rag because I sweat all the time. Will I fit on the rides or turnstiles? Where are the where are the layouts for the benches because I get too tired? And still, you're 23, 24 years old. So like, no one's going to hang with you all day if you're always tired. You know what I'm saying? So I think that summer was like, 
okay, if this girl seems nice to you and you want other girls to be nice to you, <laughs> uh, make it a long-term thing. And I used to go to one of those all-night gyms because I failed at working out so many times. I didn't want people to see me come back from the gym all like whatever. So I went to one of those 24 places and I went at two, uh, two in the morning, 11 p.m., 5 a.m. just to yeah. work in there, yeah. I gotta tell you, you're one of the coolest people I've ever met then because I've never seen a <laughs> transformation like that. It's, it's funny to me because... You just seem like naturally one of the nicest people. I'm really trying not to blow smoke up your ass here, but please, please do. Well, no, sometimes people have like a little bit of a chip on their shoulder of like, oh yeah, well, like it just, and I don't get any of that sense from you. You just seem like there's no, uh, I would have a chip on my shoulder if I used to weigh a lot and then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, people want to talk to me now. Like I'd be probably a little bit of a dick. So yeah, I, the, 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 the temptation's there. I think if you want me to be completely honest with you, there is a temptation now to sit there and say, you know what, you guys didn't like me when I was this way. Forget you. Calling up girls from high school and look at me now. You know what I mean? But success is the best revenge. But I really feel it's it's more important. Cause I don't believe in being an inspiration. I don't believe in posting on Instagram and being like, look at me, guys. But if you lead by example, I'm hoping people see that, that you can choose compassion. Now, everyone hates Superman now because we're so jaded and we're so cynical and he's overpowered. But there was a time where Superman said for the good in people, the justice in people. You know, why not do that? Very true. Well, you know what? It's funny because I'm, I'm wondering now, I feel like um, the movement that's taking hold in the country and especially like the reckoning they're talking about with Hollywood and how that's all kind of reactualizing, reactual, I, I don't have the word for it, I'm stupid. But uh, the way it's coming together, um, I feel like now would be the time. I know they're talking about Henry Cavill coming back for, you know, Man of Steel 2, but I feel like Superman should be black. Like, I, I, and there was an article, it was, I think, Will Smith back in the 90s when they were temporarily looking at him when they were going to do this huge, you know, I think it was the Mick G Superman reboot. Yeah. And he asked Denzel Washington about it. And his first response was, don't mess with white people's heroes. Yeah, I, I see both ways there. I feel like the fact that Superman uh, is an alien could open that up for everyone. But yeah. as a comic book nerd, I'm, I'm going to say, no, oh, I understand it. I, I totally understand we, we need more black heroes, but Superman himself, the reason why what made it work for him is that on any other metric, Clark Kent is mild matter and doesn't stick out. He's supposed to be milk toast and, and, and like this meat guy. You can't, I think if you, almost like when they say Ildris Elbers to be James Bond, Trevor Noah had that joke. If, if you're in Serbia, the only black guy in the room with a trench coat is the spy. So. Yeah. I, I like a black Superman idea. I think they, we try that with alternate universes of Superman, but as far right. as just the common language, it should be someone that looks like us, like Americans, whatever that may be. I get what you're saying. <laughs> well, especially too, if you're making him like weak and nerdy, yeah, that should be a white guy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it was just one of those things where I'm like, wh why not? Like, why why do we why do we think, oh, just because this is what I grew up with, that's the way it's always been. Like that that doesn't mean that necessarily is how it should be. So well, Iris West from the Flash TV show is black and, and she wasn't usually, and that's fine. It's like, yeah. All right. Well, um, Lobo, let's see. So you visited, visited the Caribbean a lot as a kid. As a kid, yeah. You had a tremendous weight loss and you're uh, a freaking positive person. Uh, we're talking about wonderful things right now. I don't know what show I'm on, but right. horribly Hollywood stuff. So if you want to, think of this as an impromptu uh, therapy session. You yeah. can you can scream, you can say whatever name. Uh, I'll I'll tag him in the post. Uh, <laughs> some bad dates, either bad dates, bad relationships, bad people, 
shit that maybe you talked to your friends when you were drunk? Please. Yeah. So, this is where it gets weird. Um, because I was so heavy and girls never liked me, right? I didn't date anyone until I was 27 years old. Holy shit. Yeah, I didn't date, I, I, I swear to you. I mean, I've gone on dates. Like, oh, I, someone picked me in the bachelor auction and here, go down to the, the Greek. But like, as far as a date date, I didn't have till I was about 27 years old. And that girl, uh, which was my first crush back in middle school, became my girlfriend for seven years. Holy moly. <laughs> so six years, 11 months. So when we broke up last October, here I am at the time and now 34 years old, not knowing how dating works. <laughs> totally an alien. Like I didn't know... Like people on these dating apps, they write down the stuff they're into, the kinky stuff. I had to look it up like an old person in an urban dictionary. Like, what does fam dom mean? What? Holy crap. <laughs> I had no idea. What? Yes. <laughs> you, yeah. you know? and, and, and I tell people this, it was like a whole new world because I feel like I'm in between. I'm not like quite in the divorce age yet. And I'm still not. Right. Yet, I feel so. like when you hit 38 to 42, that's the age of the first divorces. True. And that's why I scoff at people that say, you know, at your age, you settle down. I'm like, I did that already. <laughs> you know? Like, what does that even mean? Holy uh, crap. So the, everything's been new to me. Uh, understanding what these these things are on dating apps, understanding which dating apps to use. Currently, I'm on Tinder and Facebook dating. But I've tried Hinge. I've tried Bumble. i tried all the weird ones like, uh, like Hit You Up or HUD or whatever. Uh, oh, buying yeah. condoms as an adult was scarier now than it was back. Back when I thought I had a date and I was 20, like, like you go in and now, and now there's some places where the condoms are within a, a glass. So now you're like, like flag somebody down and go. To go, hey, can you, you feel like you're 15 at your old home, like with your parents, like, hey, can you, can, can you bring the key so you can open this? And then can I get a ride over to the movies? <laughs> can I have to borrow 20 bucks? Cause I, I now I feel completely yeah, isn't weird. It, it isn't like I guess. I guess when I was young, I didn't care. It was like children are durex. You don't get lifestyles unless you want to have kids. I knew that, but right. but going now, there's like there's like small ribbed, studded, double latex, bare skin. Like I did. I was like, and I and like and I felt weird. And I'm asking the lady open the case. Like, what do you recommend? She's like, uh, excuse me, sir. I'm like, I don't know. Like, well, um, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I'm <laughs> <laughs> right. So everything's new to me. First dates. Uh, so I basically have, was dating, like, or at least trying the real dating thing from about uh, November to about March. And I was away okay. in Florida the first week of March. On I did, well, I was for a conference. I had a date there in Florida. But then the second date we we're going to plan got canceled because of COVID. So like, so my, my dating window has, has literally been three months of my entire life. That's as long as I've been dating in the flesh. And uh, it's, it's been virtual Thanks. date, but you and I know I could talk all day. I don't really feel a connection. On a you screen. could do this. I feel like you you would easily like you'd be great at dating. Yeah. Dude, I, I shoot shots all the time. Do girls who are out of my league virtually? Fine, I'm Steph Curry. But in real life, it's like so. Okay, so you wait. You got basically seven years in after a first time relationship at 27. Yeah, go in. You you're you're done. You're in. Like you you throw the anchor down. You're set. So if I can ask, was there a moment in the relationship, if the, if the relationship ended six years and 11 months, yeah. where in your mind would you have wanted to end it earlier now that you're looking back? Or do you look back and go, ah, that last year, like we were just fooling ourselves? Or was there, again, kind of like with the weight loss, was there one thing where you were like, all right, I can't do this anymore? I think anytime you decide to, after that long, you get comfortable. And I always tell people like, yeah, we left amicably, but 
I mean, she's still an arm, right? I, I chopped an arm off. Uh, there wasn't right. a single moment. I think the last two years, I became that guy who was like, hey, how's it going, bro? My girlfriend did this, that, that. I had nothing positive to say. So my family thought she was like the most evil person on the planet. But like, no, I'm just venting oh. with you. Um, if I got to be dramatic, and it's not her fault because she's completely within her right. Women can do what they want. It's not, I'm not a jealous person. But it was one day about a year and a half before we left, we ended. Uh, she came home, I guess she read, read or saw the movie, Eat, Pray, Love. Oh. She goes, hey, how would you feel if I went to Bali by myself? Is that okay? And as somebody who loves being alone, like real talk, as, as like, just to tell you how kind of a person I am, I like yeah. going to this by myself. Three or four times a year. Me too. I, I, it's, I, great. it's great, right? You get a giant tub of butter uh, with popcorn and just fucking eat your face off, or is that just me? I, I get the tall boy and I drink beer, but the carbs are carbs. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, and I get no, I, I don't mind, I don't mind babe at all. But then I, I realized she didn't even ask me if I wanted to go. If she said, Do you want to go? And I'm like, nah, by all means. But then because of this trip to Bali, she was working a second job, she started doing Uber to make cash to go to this trip. So now she worked during the day, Ubered at night, and you can't have any relationship survive if you have no quality time with each other. Cause I'm up early to go to my job at the time and she's up doing two different jobs at night to pay for this trip I was not able to go on. So I kind of felt all my hurt and feeling depressed feelings back then. So when we decided to go our separate ways, it was like, oh, this sucks, I mean, cool. <laughs> you know? But that's the uh, important thing I learned. I think quality time is super, I love being alone, but quality time is what keeps the fire burning, for sure. Quality time definitely keeps the fire burning. I will say uh, with the beautiful lady that I'm engaged to now, um, she, she she puts up with a lot. Um, she's, uh, I remember it, it kind of crushed me the first couple months we were dating um, because I was calling her up to see if like I could come over. I lived, I think in Hollywood at the time and she lived in Playa Vista and now we both, I moved down to Playa Vista, which uh, it was a great conversation. I was like, hey, don't you want to live on the east side? And she was like, no. Yeah, and then now, now we live here. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. By the ocean, it's everything's cool. I live out here too, man. I'm in Palms. So. You're in Palms? I didn't know that. Yeah. Palms, the council. Hashtag boys in the hood. Vote for me. What? <laughs> uh, I remember I was calling her up and I was saying something to the effect of, hey, you know, can I come over tonight? Or, you know, maybe like tomorrow night? Or, you know, I was being very just hard on my sleeve. When can I come over? And I remember she was like, hey, so, you know, you're great. Um, but if I could have maybe more time during the week to myself, then that will make our time on the weekend that much more special. And I remember at the time it crushed me and I immediately was like, all right, cool. You know, I'm, I'm busy. I'm going to, I'm going to get going. And she was like, no, no, no. Well, why, why don't you come over tonight? I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I got things. Yeah. As I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's funny now because we literally spend, we're like an old European couple now. Like we spend every day together, every meal. Like, you know, if I go out, if I'm getting the mail, she'll text me and she's like, Hey, are you coming back soon? Like what's going on? I'm like, Oh yeah. So, it's funny how that happens, but yeah, that would be a huge, yeah. it's, it's what, yeah, it's how you said it too. It's like, it wasn't, Hey, do you want to come with me? Uh, you know what? I'll just end up doing this. It was, Hey, so I'm going to do this Yeah. by the way. In the meantime, I'm going to also get this other job to pay for it. So I won't be seeing you. So it's like, it's like a slow break. Right. It was a slow break for sure. It's, I guess it's, it worked out. I don't have any, like we talk all the time. We still text, we send memes. Oh, I call it this morning, but like, I feel like that to me was the decline. And that was about a year and a half. Right before the, the end. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. 
yeah, did you find yourself talking more now, especially like with COVID happening and with everything? Like, do, do you find yourself reaching out to the people that feel most comfortable or that you have like a connection with? Oh, uh, I mean like in dating, dating circles? Yeah, dating or like, there's like for, many, for there's not many, bro. There's not many. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like everyone I've ever dated has been nice or as no one's ever like cut me off and it's like, you're, you're done, you know? But like, uh-huh. I make I make sure that's the distance thing because since you're locked in, or at least in the beginning months, we're talking uh, March and April here in, in Los Angeles, California, yeah. you know, primal instinct come, kicks in. You're like, I went outside and scavenged for six packs of Vienna sausages. I want delivery. You know, I want man. So you gotta make sure you're not just playing into that as well. But at the same time, yeah, it's cool to get on a virtual call, talk to someone or Marco Polo or house party and have a little video chat or send memes to each other. So being that you're looking at all these sites now, you didn't like Bumble, which everyone's like, oh, the women talk to you first. I'm like, it's, it, nothing ever good happens on Bumble. They look really attractive on Bumble, but it was kind of oh. like the rolling tumbleweed, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Or you'll get like, they'll say, hey, what's up? And then you'll never hear back. And then you've sent like three or four messages. And I used to do that. So I'd just be drunk at like 1 a.m. And I'm like, come on, I gotta talk. Yeah, uh, you, get the, you get the, oh my gosh, you're so gorgeous. You go, really? He goes, check out my Snapchat. I'm like, Fine. <laughs> I will. Look at my Instagram. This is me. Like, you're like you're, uh, I want to buy your premium snaps. It's, uh, yeah, Snapchat. I never got into Snapchat. I never understood what the hell was going on. A little bit still like with TikTok. I feel like I know everybody's doing it. I know there's certain things I'm like, awesome still. I quit it. I'm just more than any social network on the planet i'm like where are these views coming from like i have no idea are they are they a farm like i don't know yeah i'll dance i'll just i'll keep dancing maybe <laughs> so wait so did she did she go to bali was that it was that like she, you- look, she went to bali she rode elephants i got every update i mean look when she was there she called me every day i mean i was still her significant other it wasn't like she was like i'm going to bali it was just, it was just i'm sitting here at home going like I'm glad it was weird as, as someone that has goals of traveling, I was so proud of her to say, I'm doing this thing and say that and do it. But in doing so, I am basically saying I'm happier with you without me. And yeah. so on her side, to be fair, I'm not trying to be on her, but on her side, the, the conversation that lets the actual course of action of breaking up was the marriage conversation. Look, we had it seven years, what's next? And I guess I realized I had those unresolved issues from the Bali situation. I go, if you're asking me to choose now, the answer is no. I don't want people to be like, this guy, I thought about his protective. No, I, I understand. I, I totally, I am I am not without fault. <laughs> when it comes hey, to- no, you're perfect. You're an angel. <laughs> don't ever sit. No, what? No. Don't talk to me. You're doing great. Exactly. I've known a couple of couples who moved out here with the explicit understanding that they would get married. And mm-hmm. to me, I was always like, that is a terrible thing. I'll move out there with you, but you better put a ring on it. I'm like, great. What else do you want to make someone do to let them know that like you care? Like, it's just, yeah. Hey, but you know I, what? Not my problem. They got to figure it out. I went to college. I went to undergrad in the South. And uh, a lot of, a lot of the couples there were like, Hey, look, marrying age is the early twenties. Oh, so right. There was people that try to like, you know, link in their junior senior year of college. I'm like, Dude, my, yeah, my, my, uh, I have a lot of Christian relatives back home, either in Ohio, Tennessee, and Alabama. And, uh, you know, their whole thing is you get married at 22, 23 tops, that's it. And then you start, you know, having kids. But I also feel like, too, a lot of that stuff, to be fair, I feel like it's because in very strict religious settings, you're not allowed to have sex till you get married. So right. you're constantly thinking with, I got to get laid brain, and that's not the brain you want to use. 
when you're trying to do the most important thing in your life. That's just pending. But I'm in going to burn in hell, so I don't know. <laughs> oh no! Not the hands, bro. Not the hands. Not the hands. Um, God, hand modeling, come back. Anyway, I, I, I tell you, man, the first time you told me that, I could not hold a laugh. Like this guy is a rational hand model, and he showed me his hands, and I heard a choir sing from his palms. It was that gorgeous, and he gets paid for it. My goodness, you guys need a hand model. This guy, I need a call. You know, uh, it's uh, it's something you're born with. You can't achieve it. That's all I can tell you. It's true, like uh, true. it's like a monarchy. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm very proud. <laughs> King Regent. My yes, stout shoulders, a uh, body like George Costanza's, and his hands. So that's it. Um, beautiful. So we've talked about some datings. We've talked about your transformation. We've talked about what's going on out there a little bit here. Uh, let's get into some. You brought up some already. Red flags. Flags works like this, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to read three red flags to Flobo, and then he's going to tell me which one he could absolutely not put up with in quarantine. And these, maybe you could put up with these in a regular time, but in the age of Corona, let's be honest, I think we're done giving two shits about anything. So, are they with me or like a virtual dating type thing? Or they're with you. So, let's say you just, um, I've known a couple of people who have done this too, where they were dating for like a month. And then Corona started happening and they just moved in. Oh, no. That's too because maybe one of them couldn't pay rent or because they didn't know what was happening. And so it just became a survivalist thing. So I think about these people when I ask these questions, because I'm like, you don't really know until you start living with someone. And even then it takes, I'd say three to six months of them finally opening up their crap for you to see. And by the way, uh, I, I'm the only one who has crap in my relationship. My fiance is perfect. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I have the fault. <laughs> now, like, let's see. I'm like sitting on couch tonight. All right. So first one recites all the lines from Titanic in their sleep. I'm assuming uh, the movie. So, uh, you know. <laughs> ah! Ah! Glug, 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 for God's sakes, let us out when we've got it. <laughs> saying that stuff because you're sleeping. And uh, um, let's see, uh, I always win, Jeff. One way <laughs> does that. So stuff like that. But it's just all night. And then, uh, oh, this is good. Doesn't like music. Any music. Okay. So um, you, you could just listen on your headphones, make a little, you know, that could be the, um, what's the word? I'm blanking on words right now. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it's not cool that. Compromise, thank you. Yeah. And then uh, constantly freestyles badly. <sighs> um, so if it was like me freestyling, yeah. which I don't think anybody ever wants to hear, but it would just be I like, wicked, 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 I like your shirt. I like your tie. I like your wife. Just kidding, guy. Like just that. That would be it. Oh, the bars. Oh, snap. <laughs> and the show is never seen again so you have constantly freestyles badly although if yeah. she's you know cute or hot then it's endearing yeah recites all the lines from titanic in their sleep gotta swim rose you gotta swim rose right now she says yeah. that or it doesn't like music any of it if i can talk it out uh the titanic one doesn't bother me because like stereotypically like most guys once i hit the pillow i am out you're <laughs> done that will piss my girlfriend off because she needs like two glasses of wine, friends on DVD, a foot massage. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, Good for you. 
freestyling. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Sorry to hear that, bro. Uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta move me to the forklift. Um, I got clowned for my music tastes because I like I'm like Mr. Eclectic. Like on my back in when we first started dating, we had uh, MP3 CDs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the best. I know. So I would go from like rock to rap to jazz. So I I was okay with it, but then she always give me a comment about like, oh, I can't get into a groove, or like this is so random. So I would turn it off. And so together, when we spent time together, there was no music. So I don't mind that as much. Okay. Yeah, freestyling can get from cute to hey, I'm just asking if you want these eggs scrambled or fried. <laughs> like, which which one do you want? So I'm going with freestyling for sure. Freestyling. All right, that's getting marked down, ladies. Let you all know out there that if you start dating Flobo, we don't want to hear that freestyling all the time. He'll tell you to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so next up here, uh, you've heard of Fuck, Mary Kill. We have our own little version here at Horribly Hollywood Single called Date, Dump, Divorce. Okay. Now, uh, for some of my uh, female guests in the past, I've done famous doctors on TV because we are in a corona-themed here. So I thought um. I'd do some lady doctors who are famous on TV for you. Dr. Quinn, uh, let's do it. <laughs> you tell me who you want to date, who you want to dump, and who you got to divorce. All right, I'm like, wait, where, where are they? Where did I write them? Okay, yeah, here they are. Did you ever have that happen where you're doing just me? Got it. All right, I'm writing it down. I don't mess this up. I don't want right. to Okay. First one, the actress Kate Walsh, who plays Dr. Addison Montgomery on Grey's Anatomy. Okay. You read him? You also have Jason Sudeikis's amazingly brilliant wife, director extraordinaire, Olivia Wilde, who portrayed the Dr. 13 on House. Okay. And lastly, for in my opinion, one of the most beautiful ladies ever, uh, Parminder Nagra, who uh, was on ER. She played Dr. Neela Roscatra. What's her name again? Let me make sure I have, I have, her, I have some photos here. Maybe uh, might throw them up. Cool. Yeah, the last one is Parminder Nagra, who played Dr. Neela Roscatra on ER. Okay. I am. Uh, I am also looking. Okay. Oh, yes. You look her up. She's, so, Dr. Neela Rascatra on ER. She's beautiful. Yeah, ER is a bit before my time, Grandpa. I just gotta go. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little while back, I know. It's yeah, a I wild. just threw me, threw me off, man. Olivia Wilde, who played 13 on House. And then Kate Walsh, Dr. Addison Montgomery from Grey's Anatomy. You gotta pick one to date. And then you're gonna dump one. And then you're gonna divorce. So I, I guess dump is like, I date, I'm like, I am done with this. Yeah, it could literally have been like a couple, maybe a couple one night stands, maybe like, you know, a casual couple weeks and you were like, this isn't working out. Or, you know, you were dating for a while and she said, hey, I don't like it when you play music. And you're like, this is <laughs> It's my freestyle. This is, this is hard, man. Because Parmina looks very beautiful. She's gorgeous. Uh, yeah. Uh, whew. I, I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind dating her. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am going to divorce Olivia Munn, but that's not to say I don't like Kate Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Although Olivia. Oh, sorry, Wilde. Olivia Wilde. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I bet you get this all the time. She's like, and... look, man. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but here's the thing about Kate Wilde. Here's the only reason it has nothing to do with her and how she looks attractively. She is also a comedian as well. And I had booked her to be one of my comedy shows, and she flaked at the last second. So no. goodbye, goodbye. She, 
Yeah, my, yeah. She works uh, Flappers, which is my home club too, over there in Burbank. No kidding. Kay Walsh, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Kay Walsh, Dr. Addison Montgomery. Yeah. Yes. Bad judge. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Do you divorce her? Uh, would I? Would I? Yeah. Dave Parmender, you. Or would I would you divorce her? Olivia and I would you, dump Kate. You yeah. gotta marry Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you hear that for uh they said right before she got married to Jason Sudeikis, she took him to like a strip club and bought out the entire VIP section for him and all the dancers and it's just a trap. Have, just have some fun. Yeah, I know. You're like, I don't even want to be here. They're so ugly and it's it's, it's a trap. Don't do it. Yeah, you don't protein. like it. You don't want to be there. It smells bad, it's stinky. You want to go home and just be with them. And yes. maybe some banana bread. And yeah. look at that podcast you've been telling them that you're going to listen to with them. Absolutely. Exclusive on NPR. Especially <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. So, all right. We're coming to the uh, time here where uh, it's time for a little, little advice section. So, obviously, Flobo, I feel like you're a very wise person because you've, uh, you've undertaken some things here. Uh, to me, that um, what we the prompt I'll put in front of you is you get 90 seconds. You get to go into a room. It's like a sci-fi room. It's like lost. We don't know where this room came from. We don't know why it exists, but in this room, you're going to come face to face with 18 year old you and you have 90 seconds to tell you everything you need to tell. What do you say? Go. First things first, you will lose your hair at 21. So style it and dye it now, please style it and dye it now. Look, I get it, 18 years old, big city kid going out to the rural city in, in the South. You're thinking everyone's getting laid but you because you're in college. It's not true. American pie is a lie. You wait for that girl who looks all right. Not the one of you like, ah, let me get used to it. Let me just get out of the way. You wait. <laughs> I know, maybe 21. It may be even 22, but you'll survive that. And even long enough to go back and say, man, 22, I was so young. Take your time, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what room I'm in. Yeah, I don't know. I think you melt, or I think I'm not quite sure. We haven't worked out the schematics for the room yet. We just know that uh, 1.21 gigawatts seems to uh, get it all. Uh, Yeah, perfect. Jeez. All right, perfect. So, all right, we got that. Uh, Anything else you want to add in last minute here, just to talk about stuff that's been going on, or stuff that people should be checking out, or anything uh, before we get into your handles or anything specific on you? Yeah. Hey, just wanted to take time out to let's call up a friend you haven't seen in a while. Doesn't matter where they're from. This time of the year with between the murder hornets and Australia being on fire, just connect with people. Not just saying HBD or their birthday on Facebook. Give them a call, FaceTime them, be that annoying person. You won't believe how many people think you're trying to sell them something when you just say hi. Break that. Just say, what's up? I want to see how you're doing. Break the chain. Yeah, you're right. I feel like for every time I ask somebody for a favor, I try to talk to them at least three separate times without asking for anything. So it doesn't seem like I'm being a mooch. Right. No, no, no. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah, you feel like, uh, well, what do you want? What are you selling? Exactly. Yeah. How are you? Look, that's great, buddy. Listen, that is brand new idea. It's called air conditioned mittens. You know, it's like. <laughs> it's a film. And here's the thing yeah. $3 million. Can I count on 10 grand? Right. So perfect. Uh, Flobo here. Let's uh, Flobo voice. 
You've been an absolutely wonderful guest on the show. I want to thank you. What are your handles to check you out on? Any projects you have coming up or shows that you're working on, things that you want to draw attention to that uh, people can check out? Nope. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. I was, I was on my couch when you called me. No, uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Flobo Voice, on Instagram at Flopito. Flopito.com is a website. And during these times, I asked for as a creative, there's two ways to support me, what I'm doing. Uh, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Flobo Voice, exclusive interviews and other contents there. And you can buy a t-shirt, a special birthday edition t-shirt for the month of June uh, over at flobito.threadless.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O.threadless.com. Flobito, wonderful. I love the birthday shirts idea. That's fantastic. Yeah, man, it's like a supreme drop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Hype in the streets. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, before we conclude today's show, I'd like to uh, end it with a little quote, as I often do, about dating and the things that we've learned. Uh, this is based on my past week where uh, I did, uh, it looks like I broke my toe without meaning to. I think I smashed the little one and then I ran on it for like a 5K to see if it was really broken. And it turned out it was. So, yeah oh man that was stupid right my fiance even said she's like don't just rest on it i'm like it's, it's purple fine. whatever um i'm not gonna hear the end of that one for a while i'll tell you i gotta i gotta listen i gotta listen better. i broke mine hitting the side of the bed and i did a dj event standing up on it not about me but i'm just saying. oh no six yeah. weeks of it taped together is it the big, a big one or those there's a small one the small one the radial fracture of this thing it was taped together for six weeks uh, ah okay Dating is like stubbing your toe on a piece of furniture and breaking it instantly. Dating in LA, same thing, but add in an atomic wedgie, ball smack, and a throat punch. In that order. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Adam Carr with Horribly Hollywood Single. I want to thank Brianna, our producer with AfterBuzz, our AfterBuzz family. I want to thank Flobo, right? Excuse me, Flobo Voice here for being out, joining us today. Excuse me. Uh, thank you so much. I know you're in pain after that last one. This is Adam Carr reminding you, stay horrible, stay single. Hey, we don't judge. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.